You're listening to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting. Well, well, it's the big Seven for two, weighing in at five hundred pounds. You're listening to the Big Show, 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 the world's largest athlete sitcom podcast. Welcome back for episode four. My name is David James Young, and joining me, the official cohort, the the mascot of the Big Show, 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 the uh, the junior vice president, the uh, lower class president nominee. I believe is uh, the the term that the assumed he's, nominee. Yeah, the assumed nominee, commander in chief, Chris Young. What up, my boy? What up, show, show, show nation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are back. It's all happening yet again. In the stew. Uh, we are in the stew. Yes, we are both back in the same room again, distanced but uh, actually together, which is much easier to do than uh, doing this. Down the line from our respective home offices. Yeah, uh, we were going to do this last week, but then I had to go get tested for COVID. So I couldn't leave the house for three days, which definitely put a spanner in the works. But uh, you want to give them a little spoiler? I'm clear of, of having the COVID. Hey! I never once had it. I had the sniffles and I asked for a day off from work and my boss was like, you have to go get a COVID test now. Better to be safe than sorry. It's better to be safe than sniffly. This is also true. Which brings us to episode four of The Big Show Show. Speaking of diseases and pandemics, yeah. The Big Show Show. It's here. It's here. Whether you like it or not, it's here. So let's let's learn to live with it. We just watched episode four of The Big Show Show, which means it's time for episode four of The Big Show Show Show. Baby. The episode we just watched was called The Big Sinkhole, written by Joanna Karashi with Jen McCartney, Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and Jessica Elena Asen. Joanna Karashi is a writer who has previously worked on shows such as Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, (laughs) Kevin Can Wait, and The Ellen Show, as in the uh, sitcom that Ellen did before she had her own daytime talk show. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what did she write? Oh, it's like, oh, I think in uh, this scene, gay. what you should do is uh, be gay and then just, like, dance. Yeah, yeah, she, she she wrote, she came up with Ellen Should Dance. And then throw to your DJ, <laughs> who's British for some reason. Yeah, why not? Uh, so, you know a lot of British people live in the US, right? That's not true. <laughs> British people don't live anywhere because they don't leave the house. Because mm. it's too sunny out. I mean, you got you got them there. They've never once left their little island. That's um apart from all that time in history when they left their little <laughs> island. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. That said, horrible histories is on Netflix right now. So oh, yeah. uh, once you're done with the uh, the big show show, like the OG one, or have they yeah, remade it? I think I think it's still going. Damn, the OG one slapped, dude. Some good shit. Anyway, uh, Joanna Karashi also serves as the co-producer of the series. I thought you were going to say she serves in the military. (laughs) Yes, so she served in the military. (laughs) She went to war and came back and was just like, yeah, I'm going to work on family sitcoms from now on. Yeah, I'm going to do Family Guy, but the big show. (laughs) (laughs) That would explain all the Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, the show is Peter, obviously. Lois is Cassie. Cassie Cassie is Lois. Yeah. JJ is Stewie? Yeah. Mandy is Meg. Mandy is a mixture of Meg and Brian because neither of them are important. Whoa! That is brutal! And then JJ's Chris because Chris fucking rocks. (laughs) Wait, so what's Lola? Quagmire? (laughs) Cleveland Brown. Oh, yeah, she's Cleveland. What's for breakfast, Dad? Sock it to me. Y'all crazy for this one, Big Show. <laughs> My name is Lola White, and I am here to say 
Very good, very good. In this week's episode, a sinkhole near the girls' school causes school to be closed. The girls then have to hang out with the parents for the day. Sho is doing a cooking segment on television with Lola. Meanwhile, Cassie takes JJ to her real estate agency. Mandy, meanwhile, tries to strategize how to get ahead on her class president campaign. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of this week's episode, Chris, what did you think? I thought it was an episode of the Big Show show. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Hot take. Hang on. Let me just pull up my fucking high horse for a second. Oh, here we go. Look out. Come in with a fucking opinion. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was fine. I'm starting to just get in the rhythm of like like knowing what to expect. When this television show is on, it, it's, it's fine. Like Every time JJ's on the screen, she fucking steals the scene. So I'm sort of just like waiting for JJ to come back, I think is my approach to watching this television show. Yeah, totally. She makes it worth the wait. Big time, dude. She's oh. fucking remarkable. Oh, she's so she's, fucking good. I, I'm like honestly genuinely excited to watch like her career unfold. And like, is she going to get out when she's done with child acting? Is she going to continue on and be like a fucking incredible physical comedian? Like, wha- Is she going to front a punk band? The world's her fucking oyster, dude. Yeah. Actually, she should front a punk band now. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be some good shit. Let's do some cartwheels on, on, the, on the stage. I'd stage dive. Yeah, we've been watched for that shit. So we open on Big Show and Lola cooking together. It's an old recipe from when Lola was a kid and Big Show had her for the weekend and they did it together and it was a nice little sentimental thing. For some reason, everyone is ganging up on show in this little part. Yeah, including, that was so weird. Including Mandy. Mandy fucking swipes in with possibly her only good line of the season so far where Big Show mentions that a celebrity uh, is going to be doing cooking on like does cooking for the segment and she says oh which celebrity is cooking for you dad fucking body oh, former world champion mm. <laughs> just mm. cut down a peg by a fucking tween demolished by a child dot oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Dot> mp4 <laughs> oh man you you love to see it yeah you really do when it- big shows not taking fucking pratfalls on ice or like Getting smacked around or s- smashing into stairs. He's just taking fat L's in the kitchen from his little children. Mm-hmm. It's incredible shit. You love to see it. Man, so good. So while Sho and Lola are making food, uh, news comes on the TV that a sinkhole has opened up because Tampa, and they referenced sinkholes a couple of episodes earlier, so I guess it's Shekov sinkhole. I guess it just had to happen. I guess they were just like, well, we talked about it, and now it's here. Deus Ex Sinkhole. (laughs) Sorry, what? It's a Deus Ex Sinkhole. Yeah, Deus Ex Sinkhole. (laughs) Fucking Sinkhole tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, look, I I had something here, and I was just like, it stood out as one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking seen, where middle one is like, what's her name again? Mandy? (laughs) Fuck. Yes, it's Mandy. Dumb bitch. Um, you have like you have like five names to remember, dude. No, uh, yeah, I have Lola, Cassie, JJ, Big Show, Hard T, Bennett, fucking Urkel, Schmulovitz, and Middle One. You remember Schmulovitz, yeah. but you don't remember Mandy. Yeah, mi- li- Middle One. Schmulovitz has been in like two scenes. Yeah, but she rocks, dude. <laughs> Look, to be fair, yeah, she's great. Shout out to her kickball team. The dumb bitches. <laughs> I don't remember their name. I'm pretty sure the, the no kick wonders or something. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So she like, she's like looking at this casserole, which isn't like what an Australian would think a casserole is. Like American casserole is just like, you get a bunch of shit and you put it in a pot and then you put sauce on it. And that's a casserole. Whereas like in Australia, it's like a pastry dish yeah. or like a pasta dish or something. I don't like it, so I never, never look into it. But um, so she's like, she's playing around with it, and then she's like, "Oh, none for me. I've got to be clear for my debate today with Taylor Swift or whatever." But she picks it up and walks it to the table, and sits it down with her. It's like, just leave it at the fucking kitchen bench if you don't want to eat it. Where was the, where was the director when he was just like, okay, so you clearly don't want to eat this thing. So what you want to do is you want to pick it up and walk it around with you while you're delivering your stupid bitch lines. <laughs> 
you know, they, they actually have people for that sort of thing. Like, it's not necessarily a director's job. There's a person uh, that works on TV shows that's in charge of continuity. Oh, yeah. So you think maybe it was a continuity thing where they accidentally shot a scene where there was casserole on the table or something? Maybe? Yeah, something like that. And they was like, fuck, we've got to fill in this stupid gap. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, like just to make sure that everyone's wearing the same clothes as they were on a previous shoot and stuff like that. Just so they can kind of like patch it all together and like have at least some degree of consistency. Just like, I'd love to see like someone in continuity on this show just be like, okay, so Big Show needs to have like bacon stains on this (laughs) side of his shirt (laughs) and he needs to have um, splinters in all of his fingers from that Pratt fall he took earlier. <laughs> what are we going to do with all these spare JJ's dad shirts? Maybe there's people out there that would want them. That would maybe in a similar size range to the big show. <laughs> I still reckon, like, we're both pretty big dudes, but I, I still reckon his clothes would, like, ha- hang off. Oh, he, he would be in a fucking tent compared yeah. to the shirts that we wear. <laughs> he's a big boy. And he's tall, too. So yeah, like, yeah. He he's not big and he no, he's not big or tall. He's big and tall. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Damn. Damn, son. Boy got some meat. So that sets us up for today. It's sinkhole day, baby. So last week we got show teaming up with JJ. This week we've got Cassie teaming up with JJ. Yeah, they needed to draft the uh the hottest prospect on the television show into the shittest storyline. <laughs> So they put JJ on the real estate shit. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, maybe someone will find this interesting now that the good part of the show is in this part of the show. Mm. Meanwhile, Sho and Lola get their first uh, proper run at a storyline since the pilot. And Mandy is sent out pretty much on her own. Except for she has a couple of new besties that uh, are serving as her, like... Campaign council? Yeah, the dipshit dogs. The dipshit dogs. Two of the dumbest kids. We we talk about like dumb shit that gets said on the show, but like there's a kid on here named Kennedy, and we are genuinely not sure if she's playing with a full deck, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because she's fucking few oh screws my God. loose. Eh? Oh few fries short of a happy meal. Just one. just a little bit. We'll get to her in a minute, but um first Chris. Now that we've had a little chance to see uh, JJ interacting with Big Show, obviously, in the previous episode, but now we see her kind of really kind of developing her bond and her relationship with, with her mom, with Cassie. Like, how do you think it played out for this particular episode? I think it was fine. Like, it was just like a, a motherly thing. Like, I'm going to take you to my place of work and we're going to show you how, like, hard work and honesty pays off in the real world. And then JJ's like... That sounds like a fucking dumb idea. <laughs> but uh, everyone at your work fucking loves me, so I'll probably get a present out of this, which I think is the best motivation to head into any Dude, dumb totally, thing. totally, totally. It's like how you get, like, you do a survey with the promise of, like, a gift card, where it's like, oh, this sounds heaps dumb and I don't really want to do it, but if you're saying there's free shit at the end of the line, I'm down, homie. Yeah, she's into it. She's into it. Uh, that also brings up, uh, we missed a... Uh, a very very funny line in the start oh. where a big show is uh, selling his his casserole that him he and Lola have made and said it's like fireworks in your mouth and then like without missing a beat he immediately points at JJ and says JJ don't eat fireworks like he knew he yeah. knew like the gears had started turning yeah. he was like oh fuck I need to fucking put a wet blanket and on she that is, she's so disappointed she's so cut. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck do you mean I can't eat fireworks? <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm JJ and I rock. I fucking rock, dude. I don't know if you caught the fucking memo. Season one, episode one, I fucking rock. And that rides through until production ceases on this little ditty. Yeah, as we mentioned last week, uh show was teamed up with JJ uh, and Cassie was teamed up with Lola. But this time we are revisiting the big show and Lola dynamic. And I think we get a better sense of what these two are like. Part of it was kind of forced where... You know, uh, Cassie was doing a lot of the exposition. Where it's just like, you two are very competitive in the kitchen. It's just like, oh, that's literally the first we're hearing of this. But yeah, uh, yeah sure, why not? It, it it adds something to this. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I was like, I feel like this show could, could deal with more like non sequiturs. Like just to bring up Family Guy again. 
but when they need to like explain something, they can just like cut to a scene of them like <laughs> being like, "What do you mean you put the oven at four hundred or something like that?" Like, and just like cut back to that, and then like, I don't know. Like, I, I, is it shot in front of a live studio ostrich, or is it? I I don't think so. It's just canned laughs, so there wouldn't be really a problem with them doing that. I I, I actually haven't looked into it, but I'm ninety percent sure that it's just yeah, like because a laugh they track. sort of toyed around with cutaways when they had that like "Hello, I'm Elton John" bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, they could have really used something like that where it's just, like, you know, Big Show and Lola standing at a kitchen yelling at each other while the fucking kitchen burns down or something. <laughs> like, they're arguing over who, who caused the fire yeah, while the fire yeah. is still happening. You know, just something to really set the tone of what we're going to expect. But they're just like, oh, hey, you guys are actually um pretty competitive in the kitchen. It's like, A, what the fuck does that mean? B, why? What? Who? Start again. No. <laughs> Bring it back. No. I mean, if you really want to have Lola kind of like encroaching on his turf, I want to see Lola's dad sandwich. Yeah, give me a fucking dad sandwich off. That's what we should have had. The daughter sandwich. And it's just shit. Actually, daughter sandwich sounds so sus. Yeah, that's a porno <laughs> I do not want to click on. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. And Mandy as we mentioned, gets her own standalone kind of plot point. Ooh, C-Story Mandy. C-Story Mandy. To her credit, this is the best Mandy arc yet. Yeah. Uh, it's still, it's not saying much, but uh, giving her foil of, like, people her own age to deal with and then kind of adding in a bit of a twist to the dynamic of her and Cliff a.k.a. Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, we, we jumping ahead to that. <laughs> that's, that's one of the most little shocking thing. reveals oh. of the season. Oh, truly, truly, truly. So let's break it down bit by bit. Let's go with Cassie and JJ first. As we mentioned, our favourite part of the Big Show show thus far has been Cassie's life as a real estate agent. <laughs> She's been trying to sell a house, and she is about to close the deal... She has Hard T. Bennett on her side. Oh, and also this week, we find out that Hard T. Bennett's dad... Is the best character in the history of television. <laughs> Better than JJ? Yeah. No, ooh. I'm actually going to have to come back to you on that one. Yeah. But I was so blown away with his introduction to the television show. JJ and Cassie walk into the office, and then there's like this whole segment which like sets up a plot point later where one of the people has like a bunch of Funkos on their desk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then JJ's it's like... It's an off-screen character that we never actually yeah, see. and JJ's like, fuck, I need that 11 from Netflix's The Stranger Things <laughs> Funko Pop because it'll complete my selection. She's like, one no, of, you One idiot. of two absolutely shameless product placement bits, along with one of Mandy's friends, steals her dad's credit card, and Mandy's just like, but this is an American Express black card. Oh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> But it's a card that gets you gifts. That was a fucking piece of line, to be fair. Yeah, true. Kennedy she, came through. Yeah, eventually. Kennedy came through, baby. Full credit to Kennedy. So but, yes, uh, as we mentioned, Kennedy yeah, so is like the, this, uh, the this, special one. This dude's desk is just like littered with Funko Pops, but also just like these generic Does that things. Counters product placement as well. I think so. Funko Pops because they they literally said Funko. They didn't say this Stranger Things figure. Like they named it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he's also got these like things on his desks that look like Transformers, but they clearly didn't get the sign-off from Mattel. Or maybe they did, and, like, they ran out of licenses after they put, like, the Big Show action figure in one of the shots. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because the Mattel makes the, big, like, the WWE action figures. Yeah. So on his desk, he's got these things, and they look like Transformers, but when you look at the boxes, they're called Trans Warriors. <laughs> and I was like, that seems like it's got connotations. Shout out to all my trans warriors yeah, out there. Shout out to the trans warriors like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong said trans rights. Donkey baby. Kong said trans rights. Everyone heard it. And I just thought that was really funny that they, they were like really hammering in the fucking product placement on that part. When it was just like, oh, and also these things that we can't talk about. <laughs> but oh, anyway, boy. so that sets that up. And then Hard T Bennett's like, oh, by the way, my dad had a really shit game of golf this morning. So he's pissed. And then he comes in. And in, in in full golf regalia. Yeah, he's still wearing dad. his golf clothes. And Bennett's like, oh, hi, Dad. And then his dad just goes, you know you can't call me that in the office. 
brutal. And I was like, fuck. And then immediately, immediately following that, just goes, all right, everyone, take a knee. And it's just like expects all of these people that work at a real estate office to take a knee and crowd around him while he talks. Bennett's and, the only kind yeah, of does Bennett, it. Bennett is literally the only one who takes a knee. And I was like, holy shit, that is the best introduction to a character in any television show ever. It was very impressive. That's honestly up there on like the S tier with like the first time you see Norm on Cheers. Where he oh, just walks true. in and he's like, Norm! Norm! And it's like, oh, this guy rocks, I guess. It was very entertaining. Yeah, I did I did have to give credit to that. Uh, not too sure how much more we'll be seeing of that guy, but yeah. I'm open to it. I'm also open to it. Cassie, JJ, and Hard T Bennett show the new couple uh, that are the prospective buyers of the new place. Uh, and they show them around, and the vibe is good. The vibe is strong. They are about to close the deal uh, when Cassie's just like, hey, we should probably tell them that a woman died in here, and Bennett, fucking hard T. Bennett, faithful Iago, mm. fucking hard T. Bennett. The snake in the grass. Suggests that, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should uh, tell a little white lie, or... Not not lie, just conceal the truth a little bit. Cut, cut, cut a, a little, little corner. corner. Cut a little corner. And so they do, and it comes back to bite a lot of people directly in the ass. So the moral dilemma continues after it's revealed that JJ has stolen the aforementioned 11 Funko Pop and is just playing with it unboxed. Yeah, on she her. fully took <laughs> it out of the box. Oh, man. That would be fights. Oh, Absolute punch-ons, dude. And Cassie realizes, oh, shit, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was supposed to uh, be teaching you a lesson, and I failed miserably. So I'm going to make things right. So the ne- first thing in the morning, she marches in, but who fucking cuts her off? But the boss, the aforementioned golf boss. Golf boss. Golf boss. Who, golf boss. And the couple who emerge from his office... They found out about Cassie not telling them who snitched. Who told Golf Boss it was fucking Hard T Bennett. Hard T Bennett, the coward bastard. I can't believe he did Cassio, Sassy Cassie, Cassio mm. Keyboard, so fucking dirty here. Mm. I was furious. This is truly the character assassination of Cassie White by the coward Hard T Bennett. <laughs> this is... The biggest betrayal, like top 10 anime betrayals, this is number one by a landslide. Absolutely heartbreaking stuff, man. Like, I fucking, I couldn't believe, like, how hard does he want to fucking smash Cassie? Like, literally the entire time they're talking. He's simping so hard. He's just like, I need that pussy. Like, that is that is all I want in my life. And then the moment a fucking pay rise comes up, he fucking abandons that it's just like, nah, actually... And he does it for his dad's he attention. He does it for his dad's attention. Like, he's simping for his dad now. <laughs> oh, my God. What a pathetic human being. It's rough as God's, dude. I've never done such a switch on a TV character so quickly. Yeah, you were into him for a sec, and then it just kind of went to shit. Yeah, like, he won me, he won me over with the line about a basic risotto, and then immediately, like, fucked it. Like an absolute fucking... Simp. What a, what, a, what a cooked character. What an absolutely cooked bastard. I'll tell you what for. We do get a resolve out of this, which leads us to Cassie doing her half-baked, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, I'm out of here. Tells them to take the job and shove it. JJ is inspired. She's just like, yeah, I'll see you dorks later. Yeah, and there just- is a cheeky office space reference there right at the end. When she's like, I'm going to take this sh- fucking shit house listing with me because clearly none of y'all dogs can handle this. And also, I'm going to take my stapler. Yes. Like, yes. To do my stapler. To do my stapler. Stephen Root is big boy of the week. Hell yeah. Um, shout just out, shout Stephen out Root. to Stephen Root. Incredible uh, character actor. Actually, was born in Florida. No shit. Yeah, Florida's, so Florida's own <laughs> Stephen Root. Florida man, Stephen Root. <laughs> 
<laughs> Boyle's dad. If you favorite. haven't, if you hadn't had a chance, you should go back and watch like Dodgeball and Oh Brother Where Art Thou. He's in fucking heaps of stuff. Yeah, Office oh, Space. Obviously that. Uh, yeah, he he's Milton in Office Space. He's, he's fucking he's on, fantastic. He's in, in King Office of Space. the Hill, which is a great television show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does he play in that? Um, he plays a few people. Like, just sort of, like, recurring characters. Like, he plays a guy named Buck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he... Oh, Buck owns the propane shop that Hank works at. Oh, yeah, so he's his boss. He's yeah, his that's boss, it. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's just a fucking very, very funny person. I, I'm very happy to have him as Big Boy of the Week. Big Boy of the Week is Stephen Root, and that's, that's final, guys. <laughs> I know you guys get real hot about this <laughs> competition every week. You're like, what are the rules? What are the qualifications? It's like, don't you worry about it. It will all come out in the wash. <laughs> it's going to be a big load. A big load. <laughs> Fat ropes. <laughs> well, it's a big load. Oh, God. Speaking of well, meanwhile, Big Show and Lola go on their local network cooking show yeah it's like mid-morning mid-morning thing yeah bitch TV. I, I think it's like the equivalent of the thing that larry emder hosts now yeah. like the thing after sunrise like mornings it's television like, for Carrie wedding Anne. Rooms. yeah she's basically carrie ann Kennelly. yeah uh the only time i've ever chosen to watch programming like this is when i'm at the doctors or something and it's on in the waiting room yeah and it's just like oh hey, hey look uh, we're gonna have a a man come in and show us how to churn butter yeah but now we'll go to the news and it's like, oh, Sarah, what's latest? Oh, ISIS is actually pretty fucked. All right, thank you. So we'll go back to the butter churn, man. And um, nope, he's he's cancelled on us. So we're going to do charades. Uh, that's all right. Nigella's going to sell us a fucking vacuum, aren't you, Nigella? Oh, yes, that's right. Whilst ISIS is fucked, vacuums don't have to be. This one doesn't have any cords, so you can't choke people with it. Yeah, suck shit, ISIS. <laughs> You know what? I'm putting you on blast, Isis. You had it too good for too long. <laughs> Nigella fucking shooting hard on Isis in the middle of fucking morning the mic. Carrie Ann. She just like <laughs> grabs a mic out of nowhere, even though she's wearing a fucking lapel. Like, Isis, you motherfuckers, I'm coming for you. She's cutting a promo on ice. <laughs> the mic's not even on. And we're all just like, it's 2020. I don't think anyone's really caring about ice. I don't even think ISIS cares about ISIS right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, there's more important shit to deal with right now. But naturally, the whole thing goes to shit. Lola has brought in a new ingredient to the old family recipe. Uh, she's chucking in Greek yogurt into the casserole for some reason. Tangy. Mm. I don't know how this happens, but the tots that they're making just burn to shit, like, yeah. in the course of, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, well, like, did they have them on a... F- did they put them in a fucking kiln? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how this works? I, I think so. One way or another, they may- that's, that's how they kind of laid down this whole insane fucking segment. Uh, yeah, because it was originally going to be five minutes. Then it gets cut down to one, and it's just it's a bi- it's a big whole slapstick thing. Uh, it's another chance for Big Show to show off his slapstick chops, and not the last time he'll be doing that in this episode. So keep an eye out for that. I don't feel like this was particularly earned. Oh, uh, like, yeah, absolutely like, wasn't. Like the whole like we this whole setup felt kind of forced, and I I don't feel like it went anywhere because like the whole time you were never a hundred percent sure. Like, whether they were just fucking with one another or not, or like, or whether any of it was like legit. Yeah, and like, no one, no one in real life ever gets fucking competitive in the kitchen. Especially, like, like, I understand that cooking shows exist where it's like a one on one thing, but you'll notice that they have their own kitchens and they are separated from each other and they have a team helping them because cooking is a cooperative experience. So the guy's like, oh, I'm competitive in the kitchen. It's like, that's not real. That's not a thing that people experience. Like, you can be bossy in the kitchen, yeah, but you're still, you know, working with someone. You're never working against someone in the kitchen. It's fucking stupid. It's the stupidest, like, the whole premise of this story, and this is the A story, mind you. Yeah. Like, this is what they're this leading with. This is the central focus of the time. episode, yeah. And it's like, this fucking sucks. Like, I, I want to go and see what's happening in real estate right now. 
Like, what's happening with this lower school president thing? Like, this fucking sucks. I am not invested in this at all. But it leads to a cook-off, uh, as most cooking rivalries do, I suppose. Yeah, which is disappointing, because their other option was to square off in the ring. Oh, yeah! That was so, funny. Yeah, literally, uh, Big Show is like, there's only one place to settle this, and at the same time as he's saying in the kitchen, she's saying in the ring. And then she's like, "What?" He's like, "Well, all right, fine then. We'll we'll have a we'll have a cook off, but next time we're gonna fucking square off." <laughs> Let's not forget episode one where she fucking cross checks her dad and just fucking sends him down like a sack of shit. Yeah, she's like, "I know your tricks, mate. I I know how to take you down, big man." Yeah, I'm sure she's watched enough of the matches. Like he was certainly not undefeated in no. WWE. <laughs> he, um, yeah, she's probably seen a few of his Royal Rumbles. Oh, yeah. Where he comes in and is like, how the fuck are you going to eliminate the big show? I'll tell you how. Get about eight dudes and just fucking... It's a, it's a team effort, basically. Yeah. Or just trip him over. Like, I, think, <laughs> I feel like The Rock tripped him over one year. Oh, The Rock was... The Rock eliminated him at Royal Rumble 2000. Oh, yeah. That was like the whole angle was like the big show technically won because Rocky's feet hit first or something. <laughs> And, but then it was just like, oh, well, we're not going to give it to the fucking big show. But then they both ended up in the main event of that year's WrestleMania anyway. Yeah, that was such a strange like storyline. It just none of it made sense. One of the weirdest WrestleManias, like including the one that we just had. Yeah, <laughs> like that's saying something. Yeah, this was like this WrestleMania is famous for anyone who doesn't watch wrestling. Which I don't, I don't know why you're listening to this, <laughs> but um. The, that WrestleMania stands out because it's. I think it's the only one so far that has been booked that never had a like a single one-on-one regular wrestling match. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Everything was thing, The th- yeah, the closest thing they got was like I think it was like Terry Runnels and the Cat had like an arm wrestling competition, and that was the only one-on-one competition in the whole show. Yeah, like it was a lot of tag team stuff and a lot of Heaps like of tag team multi-man matches. Threats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the main event was a. Uh, fatal four-way elimination match with an, a McMahon in every corner. That was a great step. It was a great step. Uh, it just did. It forced a bunch of people together that, like, otherwise was just like, oh, Vince is in the Rock's corner for some reason. Okay, and he's just like, I just picked this man. Yeah, and Big Show had Shane McMahon in his corner. Yeah, that that was a pre-existing relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were a sense. good team. Like that made sense, and like Stephanie and Triple H made sense, and then Linda with Mick Foley was just like. Fuck it, give Linda something to do. And Mick Foley, poor Mick Foley's just like, I just want to retire. <laughs> My body hurts so much. Please just let me retire. Yeah. Oh, no, Mick. Yeah, you know, Mick also, you know, nah, I can't do it. I can't have dual save big it. boys. Save save it. Yeah. It'll it'll come. It it will pay. The time eventually. the time will come, my friend. You'll 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 know when to declare it. Both Show and Lola kind of realise, oh, we're being fucking ridiculous. Uh, it comes at uh, the expense of another huge slapstick moment. Show gets covered in some sort of gunk. And some It's whipped cream. Oh, whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Big Show shoves a pie into his daughter's face. I'm not saying what he literally does. You're not allowed to connect those dots because she's a teenager. You'll go on a government list. <laughs> I'm not talking about COVID safe, folks. No, no, sir. Yeah. Life comes at you fast, did my, not my friend. Need, so does that. Um, did not need that mental image. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, at the end of the day, this was this whole arc was just like, who gives a shit? Yeah, and it's like I'm so glad that this have has like been fully resolved with no fucking hangers on, no untied knots or any of that shit. No loose ends is what I'm trying to say. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> um. And yeah, like I, I'm so glad that it's over now because we never need to revisit this ever again, like literally ever. Mm. But I'll tell you what, we will have to keep revisiting the fucking school election. It's election time. It's baby. election time, baby. News breaks that. Uh, what What's the influencer's name? Oh, Monica, Monica B. B. Monica B. It's the Muffy team with from Ru- fucking yeah. Arthur. Yeah, this this girl who looks like Muffy from Arthur. This bitch look like Muffy. <laughs> God damn, this bitch looks like Muffy. Oh my god. So basically, she is like the most popular girl in school. She goes live on Instagram and like... Talks shit. Just talks shit. Um, And her dad owns a car company. Something like that. And and they play kickball (laughs) at lunch. 
<laughs> and she's an aardvark or something. Oh, wait, Muffy no. wasn't an aardvark. Fuck. Arthur was an aardvark. Yeah, what was Muffy? A dog? I, I think... I feel like there were a lot of different dogs in Arthur because they just couldn't Francine draw. was a monkey. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> she was literally a monkey. Yeah. And she was poor. Oh, my God. Connect those dots at your um, own pleasure. Binky was a bulldog. Buster was a rabbit. Are you, are you Googling what animal was Muffy? <laughs> a few moments later. Ah, uh, she's also a monkey. Oh, there you go. That's weird because she had like yellow skin, didn't she? Is she like an albino monkey? <laughs> she's an Asian monkey. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. <laughs> wow, Arthur really wasn't PC. No, it, it was not. Oh, well, I just remembered how many fucking voice actors Arthur had. So many. So yeah. Many. So well, Arthur's God, it's been on for what fucking twenty years, twenty five yeah, years. It's still, it's still on. When did it start? It was like ninety five, ninety six, ninety six. Yeah, ninety six, and it's still running. So nearly twenty five years of yeah. Arthur. That what is a, insane. What a great show. God, Arthur was a fucking wild show, man. Yeah. A pr- oh, here's a controversy for you. Prunella Deegan is a poodle. In two thousand and eleven, PBS said that she was a rat, but in two thousand and thirteen. Mark Brown, who I believe is the show creator, confirmed that she is a poodle. What a saga. <laughs> oh, man, the animal kingdom in Arthur is some wild, wild shit. Yeah, because I'm... lest we forget, Arthur has a puppy. He and does. So that that creates the whole like goofy Pluto dynamic, yeah. like the conundrum of just like why is he goofy? Why is Goofy fucking Mickey's best friend, but Pluto is Mickey's dog? Yeah, there's <laughs> like there's this uh, current trend in like Animal Crossing New Horizons players at the moment, where like in the Northern Hemisphere, frogs have become something that you can catch, right? And you can also have frog villages. So if you give them a frog like bug as a pet, they like say really weird shit. They're like, "Oh, look at this little boy! I'm going to raise him like my own." And it's just like, "What the fuck are you talking about, man? It's a bug." Sorry, what? <laughs> Sorry, hmm, hmm. Sorry, what was that, man, mate? Hmm. But yeah, Arthur, go watch Arthur. Yeah. Don't watch this. <laughs> Stop listening to this. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> go watch Arthur. It's How good. dare you? It's good. <laughs> watch Arthur. It's good. It's a good show. All right, fucking calm down. Fuck me. Jesus Christ. Monica B, dumbass bitch. That's what the B stands <laughs> for. <laughs> the, B, the B stands for, in yeah. parentheses, oh, because, because dumbass. <laughs> and then bitch. <laughs> well, because the, the, that, that woman who wrote this also worked on Don't Trust the B in Apartment 23. So, don't trust the bee whose first name is Monica and she looks like Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch looks like Muffy. Oh, God. This is descending into absolute fucking chaos. Welcome back to Muffy Chat. <laughs> I love to chat about the muff. <laughs> Her name is Muffy. That sucks. <laughs> Other than that, Arthur's a good show. You should watch it. Monica B in Apartment 23. And the B stands for the dumbass bitch. Has revealed to her supposedly hundreds of thousands of followers uh, that Mandy got held back in kindergarten. Mandy got back? <laughs> we, no, you definitely should not say that. Uh, uh, this just in from Monica B. Um, Mandy <laughs> dummy thick, though. Are <laughs> uh, she 12 though? <laughs> but she's thick though. <laughs> oh, Those big show genetics. Well. Well. <laughs> backing up that wagon. Uh, call it, call it wide load. <laughs> oh no. Is she a mum at a Pixar film? <laughs> Back it I'm up. talking dump truck. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Holy shit. Oh, my God. This is, yeah. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. So it's revealed that Mandy was kept back a year in kindergarten, which means uh, she's like one year older than everyone else, and that's apparently like a big scandal. Yeah, and they were like saying like, oh, do we really want to flunk as a president? And it's like, hmm. <laughs> Well, kindergarten's not really a flunk year. Yeah. 
technically speaking, we've all flunked kindergarten. Like, <laughs> let's let's be real here. It's like, have you got hands? Yes, you've passed kindergarten. Well done. Which I think is literally the reason they give for her flunking kindergarten, where she's like, I, I broke my hand and then I couldn't go for half the year or something. I like, broke her arm or something. And I think they like try and pass it off as a joke. It was like, oh, it was a freak tetherball accident. But it's like, wasn't funny. <laughs> Try harder. At this point, Mandy and her friends conspire to meet up with some sort of secret agent slash detective, a kid by the name of the Wolf. Now, I clocked onto this as being a potential reference to the Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Uh, where he comes in and solves slash fixes the problems, uh, including uh, involving a, a a dead person uh, in Quentin Tarantino's garage. So he he uh, fixes that particular problem. Yeah, I I I I am not sure if this was a Pulp Fiction reference or not. Yeah, I kind of got shades of like a. Game of Thrones reference when they like the sparrow who like his whole thing is that he knows things. Oh, okay. But it could it could honestly be a reference to both. It could be some sort of hybrid reference, or maybe it's just a gossip character. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe we're reading too much maybe. into it. Could Who's be more of say? a could be more of a little finger thing than a than a sparrow thing, but uh, who knows? Not, yeah, yeah. We'll f- we'll figure it out someday. Anyway, in exchange for a Starbucks gift card, the wolf reveals that Taylor Swift is not Taylor Swift's real name. Okay, okay, calm calm down. All right, all right. Yeah. All Have right. you guys woken up from your fucking fainting spell just now? Because that was a pretty big bombshell that we just dropped on you. Okay, I understand that you need to sit down. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Do, Do you, you need, need some water? water? I'll go get you a water. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. I ain't buying you a Coke. Never buy you a Coke. And so it's revealed that Taylor Swift's real first name is actually Cliff. This whole angle of, oh, I'm, I just happen to be named Taylor Swift. The whole thing was a ruse, baby. Yeah. Not his real name. I knew his parents weren't, weren't that dumb. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's like, if you have two mums, your name's more than likely going to be KD Lang before it's Taylor <laughs> Swift, you know? KD Swift. KD Swift, but it's all in lowercase. <laughs> That would actually kind of slap. That would be sick, yeah. A, a KD Lang Taylor Swift record would probably go hard. Oh, you want her? You want KD Lang to like cover Taylor Swift? No, no, no. Like collab, like oh, work together. Oh, yeah, like do a whole record together. Yeah, but like, but more KD Lang shit than Taylor Swift shit. Just be like, no, bring Taylor back to like country Taylor. Oh, true. That would fucking slap. I don't need this shake it off shit. <laughs> yeah, those two doing a country record together, that would just be, that would be divine. It might sound like that um, Case Lang Veers record, the Nico Case, Katie Lang, Laura Veers record. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone who listens to this show will have heard that record. Yeah, but I don't uh, think our lesbian demographic's pretty good. <laughs> I probably turn them all off by talking about cum too much. I mean, true. It, it, it is a problem. I don't apologise. No, nor should you. And so the playing field has been evened out. Cliff slash Taylor makes his way over to the Big Show residence to clear the air and point out that he had nothing to do with the reveal of the information and that he has uh, removed uh, the leaker. Uh, Scott from his campaign. I think it was Scott. Was doesn't it re- Scott or was it Connor? It doesn't really matter. It does not matter. At no. All. Uh, and she lies and says, yeah, uh, those guys aren't my friends anymore either. And yeah, then... That dumb bitch Kennedy, she's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't kill her. She's just very dumb. <laughs> yeah, she lives at the aquarium. And this all leads to Cliff fucking planting one right there on, on Mandy. Smooch. I, 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 for one, did not see that coming. But he's a little cutie, and uh, he was, said a lot of really nice things about her and then gave her cheekies. Yeah. So, like, yep. you know what? You've earned, you've earned the right to, to, to marry my daughter. And the plot thickens. God, like, fucking anything could happen here. Like, uh, what's going to happen to this election? Like, like they've actually ga- they've given us more to care about with the fucking student election than they have anyone else in this episode. Yeah. Fucking Mandy Lowkey came through with the best plot line of the three. Yeah, this was, like, from C-Story to the only story. 
Yeah. Like, it was just like, huh. The, <laughs> the others, I did say, I feel like the Cassie JJ thing was like resolved by Act 2. And I was like, that's not how you structure these things, but yeah. go off, King. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was it was very strange. And yeah, so like the only the only storyline like that's overarching across all the episodes now is the fucking election. Oh, I guess in the haunted house, but Yeah. I'm still reluctant to give a shit, you know. It's very, very hard to give a shit about that. I guess now that she's like an independent real estate person and she's the only person that she can rely on, she's gonna be like a strong independent black woman and like like secure the bag and all that other buzzword shit. Like it might, it might come good, but I will believe that when I see it. Okay, let's wrap everything up here. Cassie has been fired, but she's gonna bounce back. JJ has learnt an important lesson, but not without finishing it off with one final beautiful send off to her uh, former real estate agency. JJ just fucking for like nearly 30 seconds is pulling out car keys that she has stolen from the real estate office which so good yeah might have been my one of my favorite moments of the entire show so far fucking cassie's trying so hard not to break that entire scene she's watching this child like pull out her fucking body weight in car keys out of her pockets and it's like how long have you been carrying those around for you little munchkin (laughs) like what what is your damage and Absolutely why are you fantastic. the best? So, uh, Big Show and Lola uh, resolve their differences and they, they bond again and they make up uh, and they buy Chinese for dinner to cheer up Cassie uh, from the whole being fired thing. And Mandy's in love with Taylor Swift. Cliff so, Swift. Cliff Swift. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to be calling him anymore, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're going to be calling Monica B <laughs> is Muffy. <laughs> the dumb bitch. Ugh. Don't trust the B, people. Don't trust the B. If Joanna Karashi has taught us anything, it's don't trust the B in apartment 23. All right. Let's talk about the big show and the no show. First up, the big show. JJ. Obviously, big show no, you know what? is JJ. You know what? I'm giving it to Mandy. Mandy worked this week. She did. She's to the only her one who came through with a decent story. And you Not know, to say that there weren't good aspects of the others. Like, yeah. Big Show Slapstick was great. Um, JJ. Ca- yeah, Cassie and uh, JJ Bonding is obviously great. The reveal of the, the boss, Hard T. Bennett's dad. Yeah, that's uh, that's the best. Like, yeah. that, that all, was of the, all of that worked for me. That, yeah, that shit rocked, baby. Um, yeah. That rocked my little socks off. <laughs> but, yeah, Mandy, like, really pulled... She pulled it together, man. Like, at first, like, I took a note earlier. It was like, yeah, they're clearly leaving Mandy alone because both the parents know that she's the boring child and no one gives a shit about her. Yeah. And then she comes through with the only fucking interesting, like, story, like, aspects. Yeah. That's something that's going to, like, lead into the rest of the series. Yeah. So it's like, what? Were you holding back on me for this long, man? As much as I hated the uh, the heel turn of Hard T. Bennett, it was executed really well because it was the last thing that you expected. He was so manipulative. He convinced Cassie to cut a corner and lie and then use that against her. He didn't. Re- he only revealed so much as that she didn't tell them, but sh- he doesn't reveal that, that he, he told, told her, her not, not to, to tell, tell them. Yeah, which yeah. is... That's like Machiavellian. Like, it is so manipulative. He's pulling the strings. Yeah, and, like, you just wouldn't have expected that from such, like, a, uh, like, dorky and unassuming kind of character. But, yeah, that was a downright villainous, dude. Like, he literally called her his, like, queen at one point Mm. and was just like, I drove, like, an hour to buy donuts for you because I want this to go well because you're my fucking queen. And it was just like... Ha, bitch, I'm done with you because I get more money and my dad kind of likes me more. <laughs> Didn't even hug him. Yeah, went for a hug and, and held his hand out. That was... Brutal. Got that hard no. Oh, savage. So the no-show, what didn't work here? Uh, the whole Big Show Lola thing. Yeah, the Big Show Lola thing was uh, a bit nothing, unfortunately. No. Um, very, very dumb. Yeah, I didn't get any, much out of that. Um, I... I didn't get heaps out of uh, the sidekick characters for Mandy. Like, oh, I- Kennedy was a fucking <laughs> laugh a minute. I loved her line where she was like, I don't know about this green initiative, 
Uh, can we change it to a blue initiative? My mum's therapist says that I look like a tree when I wear green. And then they were just like, no, 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 sweetie, sweetie, no. It's to do with the environment and just fucking crickets. Oh, God. Like, <sighs> oh, th- like she finally got that, like, Taylor Swift was a reference to the singer. That yeah, was like- fucking hilarious. Where she's just like, she's known this kid for probably like 10 to 12 years. And it's just been like, Oh yeah, like the singer. After he's like, I, I, I been don't, I do exposed. not understand how someone could be that dumb. It is remarkable. It's it's truly spectacular. It's it's classic. This could only happen on TV, kind of shit. But yeah, to its credit, yeah, there there were a couple of us. I yeah, it didn't particularly work for me. But like, we've still got four more episodes for them to kind of make do and and figure something out and develop these characters a little bit more. But um, yeah. Every episode, we're going to get different pairings, obviously, just kind of, oh, you go with this one, and you go with this one, and we'll see what ha- see where we end up at the end of the episode. And yeah, some pairings are obviously going to be better than others. I think JJ and uh, Sho generally was a lot better than uh, JJ and Cassie's uh, team up, but uh, I feel like there was a better resolve with, with Cassie and, and JJ, with both learning a lesson and yeah, both kind of, like, figuring stuff out and, yeah, kind of developing their characters a little bit. But, yeah, um, overall, this was a big turning point for Mandy, which I was not expecting at all. Yeah, no, I've actually started to care about Mandy. Have you noticed I haven't said middle child since the beginning of the podcast? Yeah. So, like, I guess, you know, going through the episode again, I was like, nah, you know what, actually, Mandy kind of rocks. <laughs> So, overall, I am going to give this week's episode three and a half, eleven Funkos uh, out of five. That might sound confusing, but uh, yeah, go back. It's a reference to a thing that was from this episode, the eleven... Netflix's The Stranger Things. Netflix's The Stranger Things. Okay, that'll be the official thing. I'm going to give it three and a half, Netflix's The Stranger Things, eleven character Funko Pop out of five. Okay, um, I am going to give it... Uh, one big steaming hot dish of tater tot hot dog casserole. But if you convert that into the uh, Netflix's The Stranger Thing 11 character Funko Pops rating system, yeah. That'd probably be a three and a half. Okay. (laughs) Good to know. So if if an episode ever gets two of those, then it'll be a seven out of five? Seven stars. (laughs) Seven stars. David Meltzer from the Netflix Observer. Fucking so good. Uh, the next time you hear from us, it will be episode five of The Big Show Show, which will be The Big Process. But until then, Chris, thank you very much for joining me once again on this journey through the world's largest athlete sitcoms podcast. Hey. Thanks for having me. Absolute fucking pleasure. Uh, and again, apologies for just the insane fucking tangents that we went on this time. We're, we've 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 been a bit stir crazy. I would like to rescind my my part of that apology. <laughs> I do not I do not apologize. We will see you next time on the world's largest athlete sitcom podcast, the Big Show Show Show. Wash your hands and be nice to retail workers. Well. You've just listened to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting.